Welcome back to another episode of the Mix Witches podcast. I don't have any clever. I don't have any clever things to say today. I always try. I always try, and then you know I just run out. That's okay. But I go first today. And I am going to be talking about the seven wonders of the world. Because I never really thought about it before. But I could probably only have named one of these before this. In all honesty. I think it was like I could only name one. That's okay. Can you name any? Um... No. Okay. <laughs> I can only think of the ancient ones. Okay. So. I can think of, like, yeah, no. Every time one pops up, I'm like, no, no, that's, no, no. That's an old one. <laughs> Shit. No, 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 no. <laughs> Educate me. <laughs> Education. Education. So this is coming yeah. from history.com. And right. just, just. Just like Ryan, <laughs> I learned a lot <laughs> while I was researching this. Like, like a lot, a lot. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I never really thought about what the seven wonders were. So now I'm thinking about it. Uh, the eight, the ancient seven wonders were categorized in 225 B.C., by Philo of Byzantium. I think that's how you say that. I hope so. If not, I guess. Um, And only one of the original actually stand today, that being the Great Pyramid of Giza. So the Great Pyramid is part of a group of three pyramids, uh, Khufu, Khafra, and Menkara. Menkara? Menkora? Menkora. That looks more correct. And they were built between 2700 BC and 2500 BC as royal tombs. Khufu is the largest and also the one known as the Great Pyramid. And it covers 13 anchor 13 anchors? 13 acres. <laughs> it covers 13 ac- acres of land and was the tallest building in the world for 4,000 years. That's a long time. Bro, what? Yep, that's a long time. Next, we have the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. This was built near uh, Euphrates River in modern-day Iraq around 600 BC, and the gardens were planted on columns 
that were 75 feet tall on a square brick terrace laid out in steps. So very tall. The problem is, is if true, they, they would have had to devise an irrigation system with a water pump and all these different very modern things to get the water up to the tops of the columns to sustain the garden. Today, scholars believe it was actually fictional. Widely believed, but fictional. Because all of the accounts of the Garden of Babylon were second-hand accounts. They weren't actually first-hand accounts. So they, don't, they believe it wasn't real. Next, we have the Statue of Zeus at Olympia. Uh, this was crafted by Athenian sculptor Phidias. Phidias? Phidias? I don't know. Phidias. Placed uh, at the site of the ancient Olympics around mid-5th century BC. It was 40 feet tall, decorated in gold and ivory, and was destroyed in 462 AD in Constantinople. This, this was not a... Constantinople was obviously not its original resting place. It got moved. I don't want to know how they moved a 40-foot tall statue, but they did. And they moved it to Constantinople. And then it was destroyed. I had to. I can think of one. <laughs> that one is in the is in the she talks about that I think in the in the in the in the book. Yeah. <laughs> My brain is not working. <laughs> <laughs> You're not here right now. You're like, hmm. She talks about the big old statue of Zeus in the book. <laughs> I want to see a big old statue of Zeus? I wonder if I can. Zeus can. Never mind. Massive. <laughs> Next, we have the Temple of Artemis at uh, Eph Ephesus. These words are getting me. <laughs> it was actually a series of temples and altars that were destroyed and then restored. So in um, Ephesus, the, the Greek port city of the west coast Hold on. It was in Ephesus, which was the Greek port city of West Coast Turkey, which is now modern-day Turkey, I should say. It was built around 550 BC and 350 BC. You remember, one was... they were destroyed. <laughs> the man who torched the original building did so because he said his name would be uh, known to history. So that his name would be known to history. He was obviously put to death. And uh, then saying his name became illegal. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We know what his name is. We know what his name is, so that didn't work. But... <laughs> Yeah, saying his name became illegal in an attempt to keep his name from history. <laughs> I'm going to be petty like an ancient Greek. <laughs> <laughs> um, the new building was constructed with marble steps, a 400-foot-long terrace, 
had 127 60-foot marble columns and a statue of Artemis. It's very grand, very grand indeed. Wow. Next, we have the mausoleum at uh, Halicarnassus. Halicarnassus? Okay. It's a word. It's a long word. I looked at that word and I immediately got anxiety. I don't like it. <laughs> You're just like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> it was a tomb built by Art, uh, Artemis. It was a tomb built by Artemisia for her husband, Mausolus. It was made entirely of white marble and may have been 135 feet high. At the top, it had a pyramid-shaped roof where the top of the pyramid was the actual tomb. Very grand, very grandiose, over-the-top, extra, if you may. Uh She was very extra about this. Then we have the Colossus of Rhodes, which the Colossus of Rhodes was actually the inspiration for the Statue of Liberty. It was an enormous bronze sculpture of the sun god Helios, and it was 100 feet tall, which was the tallest in the ancient world. Yep. Fucking massive. It's, you get to fight it in the God of War games. That's, I, yeah, I do remember that. Yes! Um, it's, it, it stuck around for 60 whole years. And you can also fight it in the Soul Calibur games. And he's cheap as fuck. <laughs> Is he naked in those games? Because scholars think he was a naked statue standing over the entrance I mean, to the he, port city. He doesn't have clothes on. He may have a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> I believe this is the last one. So I'm not counting in my head. All right. So the last one is the Lighthouse of Alexandria. And oh. this was completed in 270 BC, which was and it was designed by Greek architect Sostratus. Um <laughs> Yeah. Sostratos. Sostratos? Sostratos? S O S T R A T O S. Okay. Um, it helped guide Nile River ships in and out of the city's port, and archaeologists surmised its structure from the picture of it on coins. Oh. Yeah. So we only have depictions on coins to have any idea of what it might have looked like. And it was believed to have been 200 to 600 feet tall. That's a giant gap. Yeah. Um, I I believe I read they actually think it was 375 feet tall now, but I don't know why they think that. Oh. Yeah. Imagine a 600-foot tall lighthouse. Most lighthouses aren't even that big. That's a lot. Bro, I'm bro. <laughs> So, what are the new 700... 700? (laughs) 
What are the new seven wonders of the world then? Um, these were decided in 2007 by... Huh? Like, ha 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 ha, seven. <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> um, it was decided in 2007 by a poll taken by tens of millions of people. So the people decided what the new Seven Wonders were. Great. (laughs) Those are the Great Wall of China, which was built in, well, built between 220 BC to 1644 AD. The Taj Mahal in India, which was built between 1632 and 1648 A.D. Petra of Jordan, which was built between 4th uh, to 2nd century A.D. Access to the city was through a 1.2 kilometer long gorge called the Sik. And it was a hidden city for a long time. Um, it was all, it's also known as the Rose City, Due to the color of the stone. Um, The Colosseum in Rome, Italy, which was built seven uh, between seventy-two to eighty-two A.D. It's also known as the Flavian Amphitheater, and it's the largest amphitheater in the world. It can seat eighty thousand people. Oh. And it was home to gladiator contests and public spectacle. The next we have is Christ the Redeemer statue, which is in uh, Rio de Janeiro. Uh, God. <laughs> I was about to say, is that the one in Brazil? Yeah, Janeiro. Yeah. Rio de Rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro. Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, that. See, that's why I stopped because I'm struggling. <laughs> In Brazil. Uh, This was built between 1926 to 1931. If I remember correctly, it's made out of, like, soapstone and limestone. It's a lot. Then we have Chichen Itza, which is in Mexico, and that was constructed between 5 to 13th century A.D., it was the site of Titum? No, there, there's not a second T. Tinum, <laughs> Tinum Municipality of Yucatan State. Okay. I can't talk today. But it was, it was also where they did a lot of worshiping from what I was reading. Um, if I rem- No, I lied. That's the next one. ignore that I said that and the last one is Machu Picchu in Peru which was constructed mid 15th century AD it was known as the Inca Citadel and was only brought to international attention in 1911 so when the Spaniards invaded they didn't even know this existed like, nobody knew this existed until 1911. 
They kept it a secret. They managed that. Well, it was on um, a mountaintop, I guess. Oh. Yeah. It was on a mountaintop out of the way. Nobody knew about it. This is where the monks were. Not, not, not Chichen Itza. <laughs> the monks were in Machu Picchu. <laughs> and that's what I have. Those are the seven, the new seven wonders of the world. Yeah, the only ancient one, I knew all of the new ones, but the only ancient one I knew was the Colossus of Rhodes. I honestly wish he was still around. It'd be really interesting. He sounds badass. Right? <laughs> I, the only ones that I knew, well, I didn't know that the Great Pyramid of Giza was an ancient uh, seven wonder. Oh. And the only new seven wonder I knew about was the, um, the Great Wall of China. Oh. So. But yeah, I, I, I did this because, like, you know, these were kind of, like, great places of power, if you think about it. Like, the pyramids were tombs. So you've got, like, Anubis getting in there. You've got all the different death gods and stuff like that. Also, yeah. the pyramids are just fucking amazing. Hello? <laughs> For real. And then, of course, like I was just talking about, you have Machu Picchu, which was an actual citadel. And yeah. stuff, you get it. I don't have to explain myself, I don't think. <laughs> I don't have to explain myself. I don't gotta do none of that. Just, th just think about it. This is probably... I didn't look it up, and I should've. But my first thought was, this is probably where, like, ley lines cross through. Because these are giant fucking things. Like, humanity created these things. Oh yeah, for sure. And... I know, I know definitely for uh, the Great Pyramid, there's a ley line crossing through that one. Oh, cool. I didn't think about any of the other ones, though. I didn't, I didn't think to look it up. I did think about it, and then I forgot about it, because it was, like, 9 <laughs> at night, and I wanted to go to bed. Fair enough. But yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, if you fight the Colossus of Rhodes in SoCalbert, if you win... He can land on you, and then you will lose. <laughs> because he is big and heavy. So if you defeat him, but you are under him, and he falls over and squishes you, you still lose, even though you won. It's fucked up. It makes sense. I understand. <laughs> I mean, it does make sense, but it's fucked up. It's just a little <laughs> fucked up, yeah. I did all that work, and this asshole could just, just fall over and squish me. <laughs> What do you have? You do get a feeling for how big he is if you fight him in God of War, though. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God of War is really good about that. He big as fuck. It's like when they did the world <laughs> snake. That shit was huge. Oh? Yeah, that bitch was big. Or when you have to fight the Titan. He just, you literally, he just, anyway. Kronos. <laughs> <laughs> when he fights Kronos, I think in the first one, right? Yeah, no, no. The second one, I think. Whichever one. It's one of them. I remember watching Jacob uh, fight him, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why is it huge? 
This was before I knew anything. Fair. <laughs> this was before I was the Greek and Roman and Norse mythology nerd that I am today. Anyway. <laughs> I, I bring us manifestation. Yay. Because I was like, let's just get that out of the way. We already talked about setting intentions and all that. <laughs> this is just one of them other things. So, manifest. <laughs> Which we have honestly touched on a few times. I have some techniques for us. Good, because all of my, you know, card readings have been telling me, you need to start manifesting. And it's like, bitch, I'm trying. Well, let me tell you. Manifestation is using the power of your subconscious mind to influence your reality, also known as the law of attraction. That's what science calls it. Oh, science. <laughs> that's, what, that's what psychologists and science people call it. But it's manifesting. Don't let them convince you of otherwise. So, the basics is energy attracts energy, like attracts like. So, setting intentions that we won't shut up about. <laughs> intention is key to manifesting your desires. Repeating something over and over again won't manifest your desires into your life if you don't apply emotions and actions behind your words. Did I yell it loud enough for you? <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with affirmations because I feel like that is what gets taught. You just say affirmations. No, bitch. You don't say affirmations. You also have to do things. Let me not get started. Don't get me started. <laughs> You're the one getting yourself started. <laughs> I am because it, it, it riles me up a little bit because well, I've made this analogy before, but I will say it here. You cannot just sit, you know, say a whole bunch of love affirmations and sit on your couch because your lover is not going to bring you your dominoes. You still have to go date and find them. That's all I'll say about that. Okay. You get it. <laughs> I mean, that's it. I don't got to go on. You know, you got to put action behind the words. You can't just continue to write letters to spirit. <laughs> so, you need to act as if you already have your manifestation, which is easier said than done. Also, easier said than understood. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I'm still a little bit like, but what do you mean, though? <laughs> if you are constantly thinking, when is my manifestation, manifestation? When is my manifestation getting here? You're vibrating in the energy of lack. And spirit does not respond to the energy of lack. In fact, I read something that was something I thought, but, you know, like whenever you see, sometimes people like say things better than you were thinking them. And then you go, oh, you're right. But that's what I was thinking about. Right. She, she said, the universe, if you believe, is affirming. Basically, the universe is a bit complacent to you. The universe is a bit, like, neutral. And by that, I mean, if you say, 
oh my god, I'm an idiot, and I have no friends, and life is shit, the universe is saying, okay, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And if you say, if you say the universe, if you say, wow, my life is fucking amazing, and I have all the everything I need, and I have abundance, the universe is saying, yeah, okay, you're right. The universe is agreeing with you. The point is, is you. Because the universe, in a way, don't necessarily give a shit. Like, if you are, if you, the universe doesn't necessarily, uh, sometimes religiously we like to preach in things that I don't necessarily think are true. Sometimes it's like, you can have the idea that why won't the universe just fix everything? Because honestly, that ain't how, that ain't how it go. <laughs> I was just telling, speaking of, I was just telling my dad something that I'm like, you know, most people don't want to hear this, but it's something that I came to terms with like in the shower. That's where I get all my ideas. Like, right. you know, people the shower thoughts. I was like, seriously. I was like, you know what? Most people don't want to hear this, but people have the right to die. You have the right to like want to die. You have the right to ruin your life. You can literally wake up tomorrow and go, fuck this. That is absolutely your right. That is how the universe operates. The universe is not actually going to go out of its way to make you not do that. Because the universe doesn't really care. Spirit is literally saying, okay, do that then. Like, that is your right to not give a shit. (laughs) You absolutely have the right over your own life. So if you want to wake up and do drugs tomorrow, you literally can. You're allowed to do that. Whether somebody feels moral or ethic about it, that 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 is subjective. But objectively, you can do whatever you want, bro. I'm telling y'all that because, you know, honestly, some of y'all need to hear it. Because I need to hear it. I tell myself that every day. Bro, you can do whatever you want. (laughs) Nobody is breathing down your neck telling you you can't. And if they are... Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. But literally, you can literally wake up tomorrow and just do whatever you want. Whether or not you should, you can. (laughs) Whether or not you go UA and ruin your life, that's that you can do it, but you can. You are not obligated to not ruin your life. You can absolutely. <laughs> so, but anyway, it was very, I was like, huh. She said it, she said it, and it was what I was already feeling, but she said it more eloquently. The universe is just affirming you. If you think the world is shit, the universe does not go out of the way to change that for you. If you think the world is amazing, the universe is not going to go out of the way to change that for you. Literally, life is what you make it. Life's what you make it. No, Hannah Montana's going to come to me. <laughs> I mean, she was right, though. <laughs> so, it is the root of manifestation in the law of attraction. You will literally, if you, your life is literally what you think it is. Because if you think it, you will do it. And then it will be. Boom. Boom. (laughs) Boom. It doesn't matter how many explanations, like, we have. Some people are stubborn and they're just not going to believe that. And that's chill. That is, you also have the right to do that. Fair enough. (laughs) That's also your right. To say this is a crock of shit, you you know, 
<laughs> you can think that, that you are allowed to do that. So some techniques for manifestation. I have been practicing some of these. And that's another, I also have written down for us and myself, common mistakes that will keep your manifestations from coming and signs that your manifestation is coming. Because it is so easy to convince yourself that when you get the thing that you asked for, it's so easy to convince yourself that that is not it, that you didn't manifest it, that it was like luck or something. Like to talk yourself out of your own power. Right. You manifested it. Say it. I had, I'm saying this because I actually had to do that the other day. I have manifested. And the other day I was like, wow, I got really lucky. And I'm like, no, you manifested this. No, motherfucker. No, don't take your own power away from yourself. You did this. You talking about oh. that is making me think about, yeah, it is making me think about, <laughs> how, like, you, you know how when we were in San Diego, I would always be like, next stop is Japan and blah, blah, blah. And it's, when I got here, I was like, wow, I was so lucky. Like, I got this job and blah, blah, blah. Wrong, motherfuckers. <laughs> Spirit's like, no, you weren't lucky. You asked for this. <laughs> you asked for this. And you know what? That's, uh, that's another thing to mention, too, because you can ask for something and manifest something, and it might not be the thing that you want. Like right, it, we touched on this. I remember I was touching on this briefly before. Yeah, you might, like, get it, and it might not be the thing you actually want. Like, you thought you wanted it at the time, and you get it, and it's like, oh, right, this is not actually the thing I want. And, like, that's the same for me on this side, because I wanted a new job, and I wanted to come to Japan, because I thought that would change things. And being in Japan is the great part. That's something I really wanted. But mm-hmm. now I realize the other part is something I don't want. <laughs> right. Which goes into spirit is affirming. You asked, spirit gives. Spirit doesn't have any moral obligation about it. Spirit is not sitting there going, I don't know about that one. Spirit just does. You asked and you got it. If it's not what you wanted, ask for something else. Don't make a thing about it. <laughs> Don't make a stink. <laughs> it's okay. It's maybe you are absolutely allowed. We see it as like, I was wrong. Oh my gosh. Like, Don't do that to yourself. You don't know what you don't know. And after you know, you can make decisions. But you can't kick yourself, you can't kick yourself over shit that you don't know. Because you don't know. That's the point. And then you do know. <laughs> and then you know it's not for you. <laughs> right. And then you find it a situation that is. It's important to cross things off your list and say, I won't do that. I tried that. I didn't like it. That's just as important as figuring out what you do like. Sometimes to figure out who you are, you have to figure out who you're not. Full stop. You're welcome. Because <laughs> it's true. It's they're both equally important. 
In fact, if you want to know more, there is a lovely lady named Bahati on YouTube who first gave me this lesson and you this lesson, and yeah. I'm now seeing it. I'm it's seeing what she was saying. I'm like, no, sense. she was right. <laughs> I haven't watched Bahati in a long time. I haven't either. I miss her. She had such but a she great, is... great personality. Yeah. She's a wealth of knowledge. Miss Bahati Life on YouTube. Go watch her. Techniques for manifestation. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now we're back to, to the, the original point. I will tell you how to do it. So one of the ways, I mostly have multiple ways. There's not one way to do it. There's lots of ways to do it. <laughs> one way is called the rampage of appreciation. And it is where you look around your surroundings and express gratitude for an object. Once you start to feel good, move on to another object and continue with your rampage. Now, this is more like a precursor to manifesting because the idea is to get out of that energy of lack and get into an energy of abundance. If you start to think about all the things you're grateful for and what you do have, you start to feel more positive and, well, let me say more benevolent. You start to feel more abundant in your energy and then you can use that energy to perform magic. That is how we do the magic. I don't like to do it that way. I just like to do a gratitude list, and I do it every day. I tend to write down three to five things that I'm grateful for. And I know some people say to do it in the morning or do it. Do it whenever. I'm not even trying to be a stickler about that. Do it whenever. I do it whenever, remember. <laughs> Set a timer. You can, you can do it on your phone, on a piece of paper. I've done both. It don't matter. You can even just think them if you don't have either. If you are a witch in the closet, you can literally just sit and think about them. Think about three things that you are grateful for and move on with your day. The next thing is you can make a magical creation box. I will also tack onto this. If this is basically a physical or a more physical vision board. The other thing you can do is make a vision board, either physically or digitally. But a magical creation box is a box. You find a box and you gather clippings of pictures and words and affirmations, or you could even make like charms or little figures, and you put them in the box that align with your desires. It's sort of also like there's like a dream box, right? Like it, the idea is that you have a physical representation of the thing and you can pick it up and you can look at it. You can touch it. It's to remind you of what you're trying to manifest. It is the same as a vision board because you could also make a vision board. I like this one better though, because I feel like you eventually become blind to a vision board and you don't actually yeah, see what's a, on it anymore. Yeah. I use Pinterest. I Pinterest my vision board instead of physically making a vision board. Yeah, I kind of do something similar. I do it because I can take it everywhere, basically. Yeah. I was like, I always have Pinterest on me. And so those are multiple ways you can do that. Everyone's different. Whatever works for you. 
I do like the idea of like a tangible thing, right? If you were trying to manifest a certain car, you could find a little like, you know, Hot Wheels of your little car. Aww, that'd be so cute. Something you can physically touch and think, this car, this car. <laughs> so you can also do this creative workshop, which I have done. And I, I want to say manifestation is very personal. Manifestation has to do with your magic. I, that is the root of this. Like nobody can manifest for you. Like there's no, you, it, this is like, you have to do this yourself. It all has to do with your thoughts and your energy. So I could like list all this stuff and tell you what to do and what not to do. And it's all going to be irrelevant if you don't put the time and energy in. Right. I, so if I, I can't necessarily say, oh, these things work because they, I would assume, well, they can all work because it all depends on you. And if they work for me, that has to do with me and my energy. doesn't necessarily mean it'll work for you, but that has to do with you. Not that it doesn't work. I feel that way about spells. I've always said I'm not much of a spell caster, but at some point you have to realize, like, that's you. It doesn't mean the spell doesn't work, but you don't believe that it works, so it's not going to because you don't care. Right. You don't care to put the energy in, so of course it's not going to work. Magic is all about intention and energy. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so a creative workshop is you write these four headings. Body, home, relationships, and work. And under each heading, you write down your desires for that area of your life. And beside each desire, you write down why you want it. To be fair, I did not do that part. But I did write down my desires. And I have, we both have this book about witchcraft by Sky Alexander. And in it, it she says something very, sim she says very similar, but she does explain that be as specific as possible. In fact, that is what the universe wants. Do not be vague. Do not be afraid to write shit down. Literally, even if you think it's stupid. Because I personally think you will get over that. I also feel that way. There are a couple things I wrote down. I'm like, is this cringe? Don't worry about it. It's literally right for nobody other, nobody else's eyes except yours in the universe. Seriously. I see it the way, right, relationships. Think about, I have a love list is what I call it. And it got to the point where I, everything was important. But it got to the point where I didn't write down anything physically because that part made me cringe there's a part of me that wanted to be really nice about it like oh but what if i don't care how they look bitch yes you do yes you do you have a type write that down if you feel like you want them to look a certain way hair eyes freckles write that shit down there are ladies there are witches who literally write down like dick size that is how specific they get because that is important to them and if it's important manifest it because it's important to you that is an act of self-love <laughs> if it's important manifest it don't talk yourself out of it okay this would you also be hold. like a good thing once you're done with the list you could put it in your magical creation box oh yeah that would be a good place that to put it you, yeah. That way you don't lose it, and then you can go back I, and reread it and be like, okay, this thing doesn't, I don't really want this thing, or I've gotten this thing, and you can cross that off is things. Thing. 
that is another thing Miss Sky Alexander says to do. Revise that bitch. You can absolutely do that. You can literally cross stuff out, rewrite it, put another thing, add on to it. Like all the time. You do all those things. Yeah, all the time because you're always growing as a person, so your wants are going to change all the time too. Yep. And once you get one thing, you're obviously going to start wanting something else, like a new thing. So for someone, I already brought up the dating. The other thing I was thinking, if you are maybe a bit confused about the whole intention and action thing, for a body, you may think, how can you manifest a body? Well, here's the thing about that. You have to remember that action goes behind it. So if you're looking for a specific thing, then you, let's say you want to get a boob job. You can write that down. You can write down the type of breasts you want. And then the action that you would set, the commitment that you set behind that intention is putting money away, looking for a doctor, all of those things to show that that is the action that you show the universe. Or you think, I want to be a certain weight. So then you eat more or eat less or work out a certain way or buy a yoga mat. Doesn't even have to be grandiose. Buy a water bottle. That is action. Buy the big one with like all the things on it. (laughs) Yeah, the one that has like the times of day and you're supposed to drink this amount of water for that, that time of day. Right. If it's I feel work, like I need one of those because I certainly don't drink enough bro, water. I'm right with you, bro. <laughs> For work, if you write down a whole bunch of stuff, then the next step is, you know, go to school and get the skills. Look for a new job if that's what you're. If that was the intention you set, do do you, you know? In a way, it's like you know the actions. And I kind of feel like if you are a skeptic, if you are not very magically inclined, and I don't know why you're listening to this podcast if that's the case, but (laughs) if you are, it's still, it's not rocket science. Sometimes writing stuff down is the commitment that you make to yourself. It's like you're setting the promise. Sometimes, you know, that is why we tell each other stuff. This is what I'm going to do. Because then you've kind of set it, and that person is, like, kind of holding you accountable. Yeah. Not they're probably not, but you now feel it in, like, your heart. You're like, well, I said I'm going to do it now. So think of it that way. You said you're going to do it to yourself. You told yourself that you're going to do it. So do it. So do it. Do a little Do a little bit. Do a little bit. You know, for your home, put money away. Look for houses. Do all of them things. Study interior design so you know how you want it to look inside. And you can do it. But this is one of my favorite things to do because I just like, sometimes it's, it is a little bit like, it's very good to pick apart that thing that you want and like write, write it down. Cause in a way, sometimes I feel like in our heart, we know what we want, but like, how do I articulate that? This is kind of the way to articulate it. And then you kind of know where to go. <laughs> If you want a specific home, if you, like, write all the things that you're looking for down, it makes it a lot easier to look for one, right? Because now you know what you're looking for because you thought about it. Right. I got y'all. I got you. Personally, I would say this works. (laughs) I have manifested. I've manifested a few things because I have 
one of the things I was trying to manifest was my ideal weight. And I have gained weight. So, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I manifest. <laughs> I manifested. Not there yet. But we're getting there. It's an upward trend. Yeah. Bro, if I woke up tomorrow and it was like the ideal weight, I'd be like, first of all, what am I going to do with all my clothes? <laughs> and second of all, what? <laughs> that would be crazy. Right. I am also trying to manifest bigger tits, but that's not. That's okay. I'll figure it out. If it doesn't happen by gaining weight, we may have to go a different direction. <laughs> so, this is very similar. Another thing you can do is called scripting, which is another type of writing. It's where you grab a piece of paper and you describe in detail your dream life exactly as you want it to be. And pretend that whatever you write will manifest exactly as you write it. That is the point of manifesting. You have to act and believe you as if it's right here. You're already living it. It is right at your fingertips. You can taste it. It's so close. That's that. That is more like, I see scripting as more as, it's more conglomerate. The one before is more separate. You have headings, and then you write down desires. Scripting is more all of it all together. But I assume you could do it the same way. They're very much sisters. Sister methods. You can also do the 369 manifestation method which is where you create an affirmation. You write it three times in the morning, six, time at, six times at noon, excuse me, I burps, and nine times before bed. Visualize it happening and continue for 30 days, and then you release it. And by release, as in from your hands and mind into the universe, that is called blind faith. And I know some people will very much struggle with the blind faith, the believing that, okay, I manifested it. I don't got to worry about it. That is one of the hardest parts. Writing shit down, that's not the hard part. <laughs> there is also a five by 55 manifesting method, which is where you create an affirmation and on a piece of paper, write your affirmation 55 times a day for five days straight. And after five days, you release it to the universe. If you want to literally releasing it is the same as what we were just saying about the writing stuff down and putting it in the box. To me, that is the best way to release it. You know, out of sight, out of mind. You fold that piece of paper up and you put it away. <laughs> I have an affirmation journal, manifesting journal. So I don't rip anything out. I just leave them in there and I put the journal away. You could also, like, do this stuff in your grimoire and your book of shadows. Well, probably not your grimoire if you're doing a literal grimoire, but your book of shadows. I also write my gratitude list in my affirmation journal because that just makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> I tried an affirmation journal one time, and then I forgot about it. <laughs> like, the next day, so. You really let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I let it go hard. <laughs> So, there's another one. I didn't write it down in my own journal, but I do remember it for some reason. 
that is called the pillow method where you write your affirmation down on a, on a piece of paper and you tuck it under your pillow. That sounds very whimsical and cute. It's kind of like you a dream you. capsule. Makes yeah. me think of. Yeah. So some common mistakes people make, like why your manifestation does not manifest. Limiting your beliefs. Basically saying, it's not going to happen. This is stupid. This isn't going to work. Well, you're right. It's not going to work. You're right. You said it. You're right. <laughs> Being inconsistent. Fear of the future. Doubt and skepticism. Not taking action. Being impatient. Some That is not letting go. If you are too preoccupied with when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen and you want it, especially if you're trying to think like, okay, this is how I want it to happen. You got to let the universe do it. You can't be tugging on the reins the whole time because that is limiting your beliefs and doubt and skepticism. You're so preoccupied with who, what, the where's and how's and the why's that you're basically blocking it and it's not going to happen because you're operating in the energy of lack. You're basically saying you don't believe it's going to happen. So you're preoccupied, overly preoccupied about it. Not letting go, being controlling. You may need to reframe your affirmation. And this is why we say that you need to be specific because you can be too vague. And in a way, being vague, think of it this way. Being vague means that you don't even know what you're asking for. So how would you even know if it manifested? Because you don't even know what you're asking about. The more specific you are, in a way, the more you know that it happened. <laughs> because it's specific. Think of it this way. If you were not specific about the person, if you were manifesting a person, if you're not specific about it, how will you know? Because you could be approached by five people. But how would you know like who your person was? Because you weren't specific enough. So like you don't even know what you're, who you're trying to date. Mm. <laughs> you're just like, it could be one of them. So you're just like, you're right. <laughs> Girl, you're right. You weren't specific enough. Who the fuck? Who are you asking about? Just say it. <laughs> Spirit's like, the world is a menu and you just got to pick some. <laughs> Literally, the world has 7 billion people in it. And you want to be vague as fuck. <laughs> it's like if you were, let's say you, you're, you know, it's like you're attracted to black guys. Let's say that. If you only ask for black guys, the spirit's like, girl, I got a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> Can you be more specific, please? All of them? Every single one? <laughs> Do you want them all? Which one do you want? So you may need to reframe your affirmation if it's not necessarily manifesting because maybe we're all confused. <laughs> you may not be saying yes enough. You can be maybe saying no to like opportunities. Maybe you're trying to date and you're just you every time somebody asks you out to a party, not necessarily asks you out, but you get invited to a baby shower or this thing or that thing, especially if it's happening frequently. If you keep saying no, you're blocking the manifestation because for all you know, 
that person could be there. But you wouldn't know, would you? Because you said no. <laughs> this is not to be like willy-nilly and do things necessarily that you don't want to do. But there is a certain aspect of pushing out of your own comfort zone. And just saying yes more. Yes, I will go see that house. Okay, I'll give it a chance. Like, you know, I didn't want to go to a car dealership today, but maybe I will. Maybe the car will be there. Just a little more affirmative energy. Just abundant energy. Being like, you know, shit gonna happen. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do that thing. I'm gonna go work out today. I don't fucking feel like it, but I'm going to. <laughs> and the last thing as a mistake is a lack of gratitude, which as I explained before, just means you might be operating in the energy of lack. I feel like not the easiest thing to do because sometimes life, the real world is like really shit. It, I'm gonna be sympathetic and say, sometimes it really fucking feels like there's nothing to be grateful for. <sighs> but to me, not to sound like the hippiest person ever, I do kind of feel like that is when you should do it. Because it just might make you feel better. I'm going to say it may not even do shit, but sometimes it makes you feel better. To be like, you know what? Today is really fucking shit, but at least it's really sunny outside. Yeah. It's really nice today. <laughs> it's really fucking shit, but, you know, the birds are chirping, and that's really nice. That, you know, that is kind of, like, something I do unconsciously because, like, I'll be walking up to work and I'll just be over it already and I haven't even gotten inside. But there's clovers all over the path to work, so I'll pull down my mask and, like, the air around is super sweet because of all the clovers. I was like, this is nice. It smells like grass outside. It smells like clovers outside. This is nice. Right. As two people who struggle with depression... This is important to do. Oh my god, and it just wants to own me right now. <laughs> Sometimes that is how you look depression straight in its fucking maw and say, no, damn it. God damn it. It's sunny outside. We ain't doing this. <laughs> <laughs> the birds are chirping. There's flowers. No. Sometimes you gotta tell depression no. And sometimes it don't work. But sometimes it does. And I like to operate in the, it does. I like to do it even though, mm. <laughs> you all know. If you struggle, you know. <laughs> if you struggle with mental health, you know. So some signs or manifestation is coming. Okay. I'm going to say this is, this is one of those things. Um, I'm going to tell you these, but the most important thing I'll tell you is do not worry about it. Because if you're worried about looking at signs that your manifestation is coming, that is being impatient and being controlling. So this is a double-edged sword. I'm going to tell you these, but I'm also going to maybe say maybe don't do them or maybe don't worry about it. But in the same way that you can catch synchronicities, which is one of the ways you know your manifestation is coming, sometimes signs just happen and you notice them, and that's okay. So this is more what I'm thinking. Because if you're just catching signs all the time, don't ignore those. Don't ignore your magic. If you're noticing shit, you're noticing them for a reason. Don't gaslight yourself. But don't also obsess about it. Oh my god, is my manifestation coming? When? Oh, don't worry about it. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, 
seeing angel numbers and synchronicities, you know, seeing one, two, three, six, 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 twelve, twelve, seeing them in a clock or watching TV and it's just like in your face or driving down the highway and seeing it on a sign or on a building or a bus or something. Some of some people have if you have a specific angel number and you know you have one, that's even more important. I do have one. It's eight one eight. Every time I see it, I'm like, well, there we are. (laughs) (laughs) And just in case you don't know or you do know, I saw mine in a dream. In fact, it was so vivid, that's how I remember it. Because I thought it was weird. (laughs) Fair enough. I was like, what the fuck? Hello? (laughs) Why is this number here? Or synchronicities and angel numbers could be like... If you know you have a guardian angel, like, let's say, my condolences, but let's say you had a relative die, you know, maybe your dad passed away. Maybe he had a thing about foxes. If you keep seeing foxes on TV or seeing something, that is an angel communicating with you. That could be a sign and probably a positive one. (laughs) Or butterflies or whatever. You know. We might have to do an episode on synchronicities. Be a good one. <laughs> Signs or manifestation is coming, having dreams about it. Especially reoccurring dreams. So let's say you're trying to manifest a house. If you keep dreaming about that house, and I don't mean daydreaming, like trying to manifest, like trying to dream about it, but you are literally asleep and you are in it, touching it. It is tangible. You can feel every single thing. You know where every single door is girl that house is coming (laughs) okay (laughs) i when you said that it just made me think about a book that i've been reading recently and we'll get to it but i think i'm going to change my media oh (laughs) to go along with yours more than mine great anyway sorry continue Signs your manifestation is coming you feel at ease about it To me, that's the biggest thing. When you want something so bad, sometimes you feel anxiety about it because you want it so bad. To me, that is the biggest sign that I know a manifestation is coming. It's because I'm not worried about it. And I mean legitimately. Like, you don't even think about it. In a way, you're kind of being like, yeah, it's coming, bro. I already know. I already know. It'll be here. (laughs) Yeah. And not you convincing yourself, but legitimately feeling that way you start to notice more of what you want this tends to be i think the most times this happens because this happens to me and i think most people say this is when you're manifesting a vehicle you start to see that bitch everywhere and i say i know this happening for me not to say this is i'm manifesting this and it's going to take a while but i want a beetle so bad a vw bug I want it so bad. I swear to God, I see one everywhere. (laughs) Even my dad has started to notice. He's like, wow, we just see bugs everywhere. And I'm like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's my fault. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like that's the time, like, to me, that's like the time I feel like that's the most obvious. You just start seeing, like, that if you're manifesting a car, you will see that bitch everywhere. Somebody is always driving that bitch. You're just like, oh, 
I'm gonna get one. Goal. Where is it at? <laughs> Sometimes you'll find it's worse before it gets better when a manifestation is coming. Um, I don't have an explanation for this, and I'm honestly not going to try and explain it, but I do know that that's accurate as fuck. <laughs> Sometimes you have to make room for a manifestation. I think I can liken this to friends. If you're trying to manifest better friends, those first friends gotta go. And that doesn't always happen the way you want it to happen. So sometimes it's worse before it gets better. Sometimes it's worse before it gets better to provoke you to manifest. I know I just said spirit is affirming and is not really moral, but if you have spirit guides, Sometimes I think they put you through shit to push you to talk to them. In fact, in, in the book I'm reading, she'll say that. Some deities will do that. Some deities will give you nightmares in the hopes that you will come talk to them. Or will make you sick in some way. In the hopes that you will talk to them. In fact, the illness that you get will be one that they have control over not a random one <laughs> but it is because they have control over it and you're not talking to them so how are you supposed to come and ask them for help or talk to them if you don't have an excuse that's the excuse do i need to get up and beat the shit out of apollo <laughs> yes <laughs> because i'm over the depression well, we I'm were just talking about like, this is not this is not about illness or this isn't necessarily worse, but our Wi-Fi kept going out, and now we have a funny feeling. Uh, we know what that's about. Yeah, but yeah. they'll do they'll do shit to be like hello, like Talk tapping on your forehead. <laughs> Literally, they're like girl. She says in the book sometimes spirit they don't mean it malevolently. They mean it as an act of love, but they don't they don't. They don't know how to, they don't know what else to do, is basically, they, some of them don't know how to do anything else. Some deities are, like, primordial, and they don't even speak, so they have to do things like that. Yeah, they have to push you to the edge. <laughs> yeah, I wish they'd stop. Uh, <laughs> same, because I am teetering right now. <laughs> so over it. <laughs> um. Sometimes the universe will send you messages through other people. Like, if you are manifesting a vehicle, you may hear, you may meet what, with one of your friends and they'll be like, you know, I saw this vehicle the other day. God, it was such a good price. And you're going to be like, you know, it's real funny. <laughs> I was looking for that car. <laughs> or you'll turn on the radio and you'll hear something and you'll just be like, huh peculiar there are no coincidences especially when you're manifesting that's the universe saying girl i heard you i got you Bam. <laughs> oh that was the next thing hearing about your desires over the radio i just said it literally you'll turn on the radio and a song will be about it maybe it'll be a love song or another song or the DJ will be talking, as they do. And it'll be like, hmm, it's peculiar. <laughs> you could have moments of deja vu 
That can be a sign your manifestation is coming. Well, excuse me, I have burps. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Or you will have a sensation that something is coming or excitement. In the opposite of the you feel at ease about it, sometimes you know something's coming. That's okay. Like, believe that. I feel that way. I felt that way a couple times in my life where you just know someone's going to text you. Or you just know, it's like, gosh, I know this is going to happen today. And then it does. <laughs> you just have that bubbly feeling of like, something's going to happen. And the last thing I have listed here, there's a lot of signs, but the last one I have listed is people dropping out of your life. As I said, sometimes you got to make room. Not sometimes. And Miss Bahati Life has talked about this. You, you got to have room for a manifestation. You have to make room for a manifestation. <laughs> You know, sometimes you're not manifesting a house because you don't have money. (laughs) You have to make room for the manifestation. So if you are manifesting friends, sometimes your old friends have to go. Not all of them, but some of them. Or, like, if you're manifesting a job or you're manifesting a relationship, maybe all of a sudden, maybe you had a lot of people talking to you and all of a sudden you don't anymore. Or... Maybe a lot of your coworkers are leaving or quitting. Those can be signs of manifestation or could be signs that you need to manifest. Girl, I'm with you. I hear you. Mm-hmm. I've lost a lot of friends. Let me tell you. <laughs> At a moment of like, where'd all my friends go? And then you have a moment of like, no, it's okay that they're gone. <laughs> no, it's actually right. pretty fucking chill that they're gone. <laughs> That's what I have about manifestation. Wow. Another thing that I feel like it's talked about all the time, yet nobody really wants to teach you how to do it. Yeah. I I completely agree. <laughs> and it's like one of those huge important ones, too. No, seriously. It's one of, to me, the most magical things you can do. Yeah. Like, and- we talk about, like, spells and potions and stuff. But to me, like, one of the most potent things is manifesting. Like, I kind of feel like that's when you know you're, like, that bitch. You can just manifest shit. I, I want to be there. I feel that's like if you're manifesting and you're intent, like, if you can't manifest and you can't do intentions, then none of your spells are going to work anyway. No, literally, because you can never put any energy behind them. Yeah. It's all coming together. <laughs> spells are just tools to manifest because you are manifesting something. Yeah. You are just using a spell or a potion we're making an amulet about it. Exactly. The spell is the action. Do a spell. <laughs> that is literally the action. Fair enough. Hmm. What is your media since you wanted to change it? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if I want to change it now. I like there's just the two of them because I was going to talk about Castle in the Sky because, you know, I did the Seven Wonders. Oh. But because you were talking about manifesting, I wanted to do, I I wanted to talk about the Dreamer trilogy instead. I don't know which one. Flip a coin. You're right. I got tons of them. What's for what? Um, Heads for your original thing, tails for the other thing. Okay. So heads for, heads for castle and tails for dreamer. Hold on. Can I flip yeah. this? Am I stupid? Bigger question. 
Okay, so I'm talking about the Dreaming Trilogy. Okay. The spirit knew. Spirit knew what you wanted. Spirit's like, girl, stop playing. <laughs> stop playing around. You know what you're going to talk about. So, with that That's in mind, <laughs> let me pull it up. That was Apollo. He said, girl, stop playing. What you talk about, baby? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever sometimes, okay, I have to say this while you're doing that. Okay. I don't know if I'm ever going to bring this up in an episode when we start talking about our spiritual allies as we start trying to figure out who the fuck they are. Um, <laughs> but I will say, do you ever sometimes think something that may or may not be stupid, but you have that moment of like, I don't know if I should do that. <laughs> I can't say yeah. um, But you ever tell yourself to shut up? Yeah, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I'm like very unkind to myself sometimes. And yeah, I tell myself to shut up all the time. <laughs> sometimes I just think, girl, throw that thought away. That's a garbage-ass thought. <laughs> Literally, like, ew. Stop thinking. All together. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> no thoughts. Head empty. That's how you need to be today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have it pulled up. Okay. So this is, um, this is going to be the synopsis for Call Down the Hawk which is the first book in the Dreamer Trilogy by Maggie Stiefvater. And this book Ooh, came out... Maggie is back. Yes, she is. She, she's a manifesting bitch. I love her. Anyway, um, this book came out last year, and the newest book just came out, I want to say last week or the week before last. It was the 18th. And... Um, I was sitting on the edge of my seat waiting for that book, and it was, it delivered. It's so good. Anyways, the second book is called Mr. Impossible. Good-ass books. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> ignoring me. Uh, <laughs> so this is the synopsis for Call Down the Hawk is, um, The dreamers walk among us, and so do the dreamed. Those who dream cannot stop dreaming. They can only try to control it. Those who are dreamed cannot have their own lives. They will sleep forever if their dreamers die. And then there are those who are drawn to the dreamers to use them, to trap them, to kill them before their dreams destroy us all. Ronan Lynch is a dreamer. He can pull both curiosities and catastrophes out of his dreams and into his com uh, compromised reality. Jordan Hennessy is a thief. The closer she comes to the dream object she is after the more inextricably she becomes tied to it carmen farouk lane is a hunter her brother was a dreamer and a killer she has seen what dreams can do to a person and she has seen the damage that dreamers can do but that is nothing compared to the destruction that is about to be unleashed so i think it's pretty obvious i would say why i'm bringing this up Yep. And that's because, as they said, Ronan is a dreamer. If he can dream something and he's close enough to a ley line for ley line energy, he can pull it out of his head. And 
make it a reality, which is basically just a more physical version of manifesting. Literally. So he, the, the thing is, the, the stipulation for this is, is that he has to be able to visualize it perfectly. He has to be able to know what it feels like, know what it looks like, know what it tastes like, smells like, all, everything. He has to be as specific as possible or it won't come out the way that he wants. He can't just say, oh, I want a car and bring out a car because it's not, it's obviously not going to be the car that he, he wants. If it works in the dream, it works in real life, but there might be issues with it. Like he pulled out a car one time for Gansey and there was no engine in the compartment. It still ran, but it wasn't, it wasn't what Gansey would have wanted because it's not his car anymore. And in the Dreamer trilogy, we dive more into the Dreamer side of things. So you find out there's way more Dreamers than the Raven Cycle alluded to. There's way more dreamed people, dreamed objects. And Jordan Hennessy, so you have Hennessy, which is the Dreamer, and then you have Jordan, which is the Dream. And Hennessy has dreamed... I want to say she dreamed eight girls or 11, 11 copies of herself, essentially. She dreamed a lot of copies of, her, of herself. And Jordan wants to live her own life, but she can't because she's a copy of Hennessy. She doesn't have a social security number. She doesn't have a birth certificate, all these different things. And then you have Declan Lynch, who is the brother to a dreamer and the son of a dreamer. So now he has to deal with all that. He's the only one in the family who wasn't dreamed, wasn't a dreamer, because his, his brother and his uh, mother were both dreamed, and his father and his brother are dreamers. So then you get that side of the thing. And Carmen Fru You know, what? I feel like the, the stories would actually be, like reading them would help people understand like you just said about the car, that you can, you're going to get what you ask for, and it may not be what you wanted it to be. Yeah. I feel like that's one of the things that can be very hard to wrap your head around, because it is really easy to think, well, what the fuck do you mean that's not, not what I wanted? Because you don't know until you manifest it, and you're just like, oh. Yeah, this isn't exactly <laughs> what I thought it was going to be. And then you just try again. Like, never, never mind. I'll just try it again. <laughs> yeah, which is basically what the whole... So, in the Raven Cycle, you have the book, The Dream Thieves. And that's basically what the whole Dream Thieves is about. Is about Ronan learning how to pull things out of his head that he actually wants. Not manifesting his nightmares. Not manifesting um, just oh, random because shit. <laughs> I didn't say that as limiting. You can manifest shit you don't want because you're focused on it. If you're in that energy of lack and you're saying, I have no friends, you are manifesting that. That is why you have no friends. Exactly. You are saying it. You are manifesting it. And you keep saying it. You're in the energy of it. Why do you think it keeps happening? If you keep saying, all I have, all I, all I attract are toxic men, you're right. Because you keep saying it. <laughs> so every time a man comes, it is toxic. You are literally manifesting that. Right. 
Mm. Maggie Steve Otter, she's fictionally figured it out. Like, she said, if y'all don't understand manifesting, come over here. No, I got it. No, she's literally... I'll teach you. She's literally <laughs> just talked about manifestation before. Like, she's taught it. She's just taught... She's teaching it. She's teaching it to the children. She's teaching it in a way that people will be able to absorb and implement you know because it's easier to teach something through a story than it is to just be like here's the information implement it yeah some of us don't learn that way no and and (laughs) me she's talked just casually about manifestation she's talked casually about tarot readings and all these different things the stuff that she includes in the books so it's like oh you're one of us one of us one One of us us. one of us you hate us (laughs) And so the Dreamer trilogy, as much as it is about Ronan and the other Dreamers being hunted down by people like Farouk Lane, um, she's changed her tune in the second book because of things and because of uh, essentially prophets, um, visionaries is what they call them. Visionary, certain visionaries that come in and crushes that are developed with said visionary. It's great. I love it. I love a good lesbian pair. <laughs> Was not expecting it, and I'm super excited for it. You literally opened the book. You were like, wait, lesbians? Lesbians? <laughs> yeah. Um, Where did the, the lesbians come from? <laughs> hello? I love it. <laughs> but in, in the very basis of the book, you take the very basic premise of it because it's about Ronan. It's always going to be about the lynches <laughs> for the Dreamer mm-hmm. trilogy. Is about Ronan and Hennessy learning how to be more specific with the things that they want. And Become learning how manifesting to... Manifesting prose. <laughs> <laughs> Professional. Literally. Because, like, Hennessy... Um, the only, she only dreams about one thing, and the reason she's brought out so many different copies of herself is because the, she can't bring out the one thing, so she makes a copy of herself to bring out and wakes herself up. Um, so that means she, and she's just, she's just really not great at (laughs) manifesting the things she wants, but she would be better if she worked at it. But she has this limiting mindset in the book throughout the entire book that, oh, it's because you, like, the lace is in my dream. Oh, you guys keep babying me about the lace. And Ronan's like, I was just trying to help. And she's like, well, you're making, like, you're babying me, all these different things. And it's like, you were the one who created this dream. <laughs> yes. She, she was like, yes, but you made me think I was doing it and keeping the lace out. And he's like, I don't understand what the issue is here. He's like, girl, I can't make you do things. Girl. Point point being, it's good. Also, there's a witch involved. It's Adam. It's Ronan's boyfriend. There's witches. Witches. Adam. It's so funny because this isn't, a, this isn't even a spoiler. So... Hennessy and Ronan were dreaming together. They were in the same dream space together. And Ronan was trying to dream up phones so that they could call their family members and Jordan and everybody else. And Jordan started talking about Adam and she's like, well, what he, what's he like? And there, he, um, like a picture showed up on all the cell phone screens of him and Adam. 
And she was like, he doesn't look like the self-destructive type. Why is he with you? <laughs> and she kept going on. She's like, is, uh, does he have some weird fantasy? And the last one she said, she, she was like, is he a witch? And Rona was like, that one. <laughs> you right. Oh. You right. We love Adam. <laughs> is he a witch? Yeah, that one. That one sounds right. <laughs> Possibly my favorite scene in the book. But also there's just a lot of sass. That's the second book. There's just a lot of sass. It's great. Read it. But like I said, if you don't read it for the story, read it in a mindset of learning how to do the manifestations. Yeah. Because it's all about specificity. And intention. <laughs> and intention. <laughs> Ronan has to have the intent to bring this very specific thing out of his dreams. It's... You guys get it. I'm gonna stop ranting. <laughs> I clearly love it too much. <laughs> no, not too much. You just love it. <laughs> I just love it so much. What, what, what's your media, then? Well, my media is also about manifesting. But it's a little bit more magic than manifesting, which I will explain. So it's a movie called 16 Wishes mm. that came out in 2010, and I watched it on Disney Channel. Like, I remember it coming out because I was one of them girls. <laughs> I was like, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's about, it has Debbie Ryan in it, who was in a lot of Disney, Disney, Disney things. Basically, it's called 16 Wishes because her character that she plays, Abby, has been planning her sweet 16 since she was a little girl. She literally has a list that she keeps literally manifesting. What did I say about scripting? <laughs> she did that. She literally wrote down everything, kept it, was like a vision board of sorts, made it all glittery and stuff. Oh. Fun fact. Do that. Write in pretty ink. Whatever keeps you interested in the manifesting. Stickers, glitter, all of it. All of paint it. Your, paint your magical creation box, you know, do everything. So, when she turns 16, she finally adds her 16th wish. 16 wishes, because she's turning 16. Haha. Uh -huh. <laughs> Which is a photo of her crush. So then, things start to happen. She pops off at her family very rudely and then her house gets infested by wasps and a lady comes unprovoked they didn't call anybody but she comes and is being an exterminator right this one lady named celeste keeps showing up and every time miss abby makes a wish as in blowing out a candle miss celeste is there and the wish happens basically we're figuring out that Miss Celeste is magic in some way. Right. And these candles are magic. So I say it's manifesting, but it's a little bit more magical because that's not going to happen. But for all intents and purposes, Celeste is her spirit guide. If you have spiritual allies, that is what they're doing. Like, cool. And it's a little bit of the, the trope of the genie. Sort of like, be careful what you wish for. A lot of things happen. She gets everything she asked for, and it is that realization of, oh, I didn't want that. <laughs> this isn't exactly... <laughs> the thing i thought i wanted this and i have it now and now i know never mind 
So she goes through her trial. She learns a couple of lessons and some morals, and she learned about herself, and then she fixes it all. There's a time limit. There's a time frame. After a certain amount of time, everything will be permanent. So she now is racing against the clock. In the real world, that's not really a thing. (laughs) Spirit doesn't have you on a time frame. You can fix it whenever you want. (laughs) But, I mean, unless, no, I'm not even going to say that. (laughs) So, of course, it's a Disney movie and, you know, it's, you know, fun for the whole family. She fixes it and she learns that valuable lesson of stop being selfish. (laughs) Everything she asked for were very self-serving, which you are allowed to do. And spirit, as I said, doesn't have a moral obligation. Spirit doesn't necessarily care if you're selfish, but this is a movie. So, and everything she asked for was rather selfish. Also, her last wish was for a boy. Don't do that. Sometimes, I didn't say this, but I thought it. I'll say it now. Sometimes your manifestation isn't happening, and it's not your fault. I got a reading that said this. There are other people involved in the world. And if you are specifically asking for something, especially a relationship, that is a whole other person. And they have free will, and they have a life. So it's not that spirit isn't pulling the strings, but that you just may have to have some patience. You know? People work at a car dealership, okay? Sometimes we cannot snap our fingers. That is where patience comes in. (laughs) You know? How long did you have to wait to go to Japan? Forever. It literally was like, bro, what else is going to happen? You just have to have patience. Fucking years. (laughs) Literally, you were supposed to be there in April, and then COVID happened. Uh. (laughs) Anyway, she learns the lesson, and she actually changes her last wish. It wasn't that Celeste snapped her fingers and fixed it all. She actually manifested something different, and it came, and it worked, and she fixed it all. So another way for you to rationalize manifestation, if you're feeling like you're not understanding the concept, 16 wishes, actually, it's like one of those things where I'm like, did they know? Did they know they were making a movie about manifestation? Because they did. <laughs> Somebody on the board was a witch. <laughs> no, and literally, was like, they'll one of never the, figure it out. One of the writers was like, they're so dumb. They're never going to know. <laughs> So, if you want to hear us talk about manifestation and and shit, (laughs) and rant about movies and books, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, just searching for Mixed Witches Podcast. We're there, you'll find us. Or you could shoot us an email, mixedwitchespodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if, like, you try one of these and it actually works for you. Girl, tell us what you've manifested, girl. Yeah. I want to know. Tell us your manifestation, your manifestation journeys. Ooh. I know I was trying to say manifestation and journey at the same time. <laughs> you can also find us at Society Six, which is also at Mixed Witches Podcast, or you can find us on our website, which is mixedwitchespodcast.squarespace.com. Like I said, maybe in the we should last put some episode. of our stories. Yeah, like things we've manifested. We'll help you. If we our works, our works, our struggle. I mean, we, like like you said, you've manifested stuff. I've done some manifest manifesting on my own as well. Yep. 
And we will only get better. It, that's true. You can only go up from starting well, yeah. at nothing. Yeah, you can't get necessarily worse. The only thing you can do is stop doing that thing. Yeah. But that's not worse. It just means you stopped. You can only get better. Practice makes perfect. I remembered that thing I was going to tell you earlier. Okay. Oh. <laughs> we got it. <Okay. laughs> so, <laughs> so, I hope you guys learned something. I hope you guys had a good ride with us learning about the seven wonders <laughs> and manifestation. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Our minds were getting faded Did not appreciate all that they created We're chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn Thinking more, but doing less Keeping score, but failing at the test, y'all Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn Chasing after that witch's brew Got nothing better to do Cause y'all sailing down Easiest street again Damn X marks the spot Or is it O Getting high then feeling so low Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn
top at the bottom of your glass yard Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn.